And now. And now. And now. Item. 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 With Tommy Lee. Item. With Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee. Well, hello, Tommy Lee. Hello, Brad King. Uh, welcome to another uh, joint epic podcast crossover event. Uh, this one's kind of more of a a flash podcast. Yeah. Um, and uh, not nearly as fun. No, um, it's always a good time when we get in here. And then there's today. Yeah, yeah. We've uh, the, all the other uh, podcast events that that uh, we've done have been. In honor of fun anniversaries, and yeah. shows or movies, Buffy or, the Vampire Slayer, Star, Star Wars, Wars, and then Game of Thrones. Yeah, we, we got together with uh, Zach Miller to discuss mm-hmm. the season finale of Game of Thrones. And this time, it's uh, it's a sad idea. Yeah, you uh, sent me an email late last night saying, "Hey, let's uh, let's do a podcast and uh, rank our our favorite petty uh, yeah. songs and albums." And um, in honor of uh, Tom Petty, who uh, uh, shockingly yeah. passed away yesterday at the age of. 66 ironically of a broken heart yeah (laughs) Yeah. the king of the uh, jangly 12 string guitar Uh, yeah tom petty took that um that roger mcguinn bird sound that is exactly the i've been trying to define that and that (laughs) is it he's the roger mcguire roger mcguinn yeah of this generation thank you he he took that that sound um and and harrison george harrison you know did some of that as well yeah um certainly in the especially in the the help revolver uh era very Um, much so but yeah petty just took that and and just made it larger than life and he uh you know he he was my all-time favorite artist he was this is this for you is what it's going to be like for me when we start losing guys from rush yeah yeah um because that's my that's my holy trinity of rock mm -hmm. right there as those three guys petty though one of the last great 70s road warriors still out there yeah just putting it to the crowd and yeah. just absolutely nailing it shut night after night after night. I've yet, I've never in my life heard somebody say, Petty wasn't all that good when I went and right. saw him. Yeah. No one's ever said that no. because it's never happened. No, I, um, I first saw him in 1995. It was the first concert that I ever bought a ticket to with my own money. Hmm. And then the second concert I ever bought a ticket to with my own money was when Tom Petty came back around to the second leg of that tour awesome. um, in in the fall of, of 95. And I ended up seeing him. Uh, last night, I, I pulled out all my, my ticket stubs. Mm-hmm. I, I saved all my ticket stubs. I went through and, and laid them all out on the floor 12 times. 12 I, shows. I, I saw Tom Petty. That's beautiful, And, and I, I you know would have kept going back. I, the most recent time was just this summer. My wife and I saw him. In Red Rocks, Colorado. Yeah, which is a beautiful venue to see anybody at. Gorgeous venue. And I, I said to Emily last night, I said, well, if there was if there was a place to see him one last time, I can't think of a better one than The than acoustics Red at Red Rocks are amazing. They're, yes. If you've never seen a concert there, you cannot possibly comprehend what it's like to hear a concert there. It, it it's makes, the perfect natural amphitheater. Yeah, and it makes no sense because you're you're in in the middle of two giant rock formations, yeah. and logic says the sound should be bouncing off like crazy, but, but I, I, I've never heard... It, it wraps around you. Yeah. It's, it's perfect. It, yeah. The news yesterday, um, I thought of you immediately when I first heard about it. My, I woke up from my nap. Everybody loves to tease me that famous people die when I'm taking right. a nap. Come on, I work in the morning. i got to take a nap right. every day. Um, but uh, the beloved Kim woke me up with the news, and she presented it like, well, you know, time to get up. 
there's crappy celebrity news again. And I'm like, oh, God, who? Half asleep, whatever. And she said, Tom Petty. And I was just like, awake. Tom Petty? Yeah. What? I mean, I I hadn't even heard that he'd had the attack because it happened, of course, the same time that Vegas happened. Right. So uh, there was no news about it, right. really, uh, until long after I'd left the radio stations. Yeah. Um, total shock to me on the level of Prince and Bowie. Yeah. Personally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was. Um, and, and by the way, you're not the first person to say that. I was the first person they thought of. I I started getting calls and text messages yeah. from from friends of mine um, saying, "Hey man, are you okay?" You know, and and it it does it feels like the loss of a great friend. It feels like a personal loss yeah. when it's somebody you respect that much. My favorite author died a few years ago, Terry Pratchett. Um, Forty seven novels in one series that I've read, and I still haven't read the last one because I don't want to say goodbye. Yeah. Um, but Terry Pratchett meant a lot to me for decades. Yeah. And then to just, you know, he slowly deteriorated in his mind. He had dementia and stuff like that. Talked about it very publicly and openly. And then when he died, it, it seriously felt like I'd lost a relative. It was like a member of my family yeah. was gone. And I knew as soon as I heard Tom Petty escape my wife's lips, it's like, that's exactly what Brad's feeling right now. Yeah. Yeah, it, it is it, it, because I, I never met him, but um, but he's he's been a huge huge part of my life for yeah. for decades. You know, for for a long long time, uh, going back you know at least to, to high school when I when I first you know really uh, started digging into his music and he you know I and I've seen and a lot of uh, other things that people have written about him. Mm-hmm. I've seen the phrase soundtrack to my life yeah and and for tom petty that's very very true for me because there are there are very specific moments big and small throughout my life that i directly associate a tom petty song or an album or a concert with and he you know he was there his music was there um for joyous moments in my life for sad moments um for just uh, you know mundane moments but like it, yeah it, tom petty's music was always there for me it's like um a lot of artists and tom petty included um i associate their career with where i was in my life with radio yeah. radio has been a part of my life since i was a kid got into it as a job at 18 and i tend to remember artists albums and such from what station was i on when it came out right and with tom petty it goes all the way from what was i listening to as a kid all the way through, you yeah. know, the last days of WAOR. Yeah. When, like, the last DJ and stuff came out. Right. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's the soundtrack of your life. You're absolutely correct. And to that end, if I may, item. Uh, it's time for us to talk about our top fives, which was the first thought that I had when this came up, because everybody loves to do top fives right. on social media. Right. Um, and I knew your top five for Tom Petty was going to be absolutely epic. And it's funny. I was <laughs> <No> thinking <pressure. laughs> I was thinking singles and you were thinking albums. Uh, yeah. So it, now it, we've actually both done both. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> in, in your email, you just said, uh, top hey, five, let's, yeah. let's do top five Tom Petty's. So I I took that as album and and yeah and you ironically i thought and, in singles you know but, all right well um the floor is yours uh, sir to, to start us off okay well uh let's let's start songs then okay um all right so did you agonize over your number five like i did i i did not agonize over number five only because i 
it, but I did agonize over uh, over number four, ironically. But no, number <laughs> five, I, I slotted this one at number five just because I thought this was a good way to kick off the list, and this was the song that made me a Tom Petty fan. Hmm. And it's Don't Come Around Here No More. Yeah. Oh, God, I remember I, that. Now, I, I, of course, was aware of Tom Petty. I knew who he was. I had heard his stuff on the radio. But I, ironically, initially, I was not a fan. At all, I did. I didn't like his voice. I didn't. I didn't like his. I didn't like his look. I didn't, you know, right. Was, um, but then one day, flipping around the channels, and I go past. It was, it was VH1 or MTV, one of them, and the video for "Don't Come Around Here No More" was on. Yeah, and such it, you a know, great video, iconic video, and, and great it, song, great instrumentation, and and that video really established. The image of Tom Petty, the yeah. top hat, the, the square sunglasses. Hatter. He right. was Rock's Mad Hatter. Right, right. And so that that video is what really caught me first. So mm-hmm. I saw him because I'd never seen anything like that before. Right. And so I'm watching the video and the song. Yeah, just the the sitar, the haze, the you know, yeah. stop all of that, and and it hooked me. And so that was the song that uh, from that moment on, I yeah. said, all right, I need to. I need to give this guy another chance, yep. and I need to. I need to. Like uh, early mid eighties, it was right before I got into radio too. Yeah. So it was like my last fan experience before I started playing it for a living. Right. Um, I, I totally agree with you. What a great song. Yeah. I'm, I'm actually a little jealous that you came up with that one. But that's <laughs> the way this list is going to be. There's so many great oh, songs. Yeah. Uh, my number five was almost free fallen because it's Ooh. such a beautiful song. Yes. But I went with Into the Great Wide Open. Yes. Great which is, one. in essence, kind of the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> um, song wise. But uh, to me, I've Both just I've always. by Jeff Lynn. Yeah. I've always loved the story, mm-hmm. um, especially for Into the Great Wide Open. It's just a very well put together song. Yeah. The story's beautiful. The instrumentation, uh, the music is absolutely spot on. And it's just the whole package for yeah. me. And, and like many great petty songs, and especially those ones in the. The the late eighties to early nineties when Howie Epstein was was part of the band, mm-hmm. the great soaring harmonies yeah. that, that oh, they yeah. had. Absolutely. All right, uh, number four. Now th- this is where I really kind of agonized because uh, you know I, could, I I should basically just say honorable mention every other Tom. Oh Penny yeah, song. yeah, yeah. Um, but I went with one that I've been listening to a lot lately, and it was it was the the first one that I actually thought of yesterday when I heard the news. The first video I posted on Facebook, and it's something good coming. Yeah, off of the Mojo album, nice deep cut, um, and it's just it's and it, it it to me it exemplifies Tom Petty's music because the song itself, the 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 music, the instrumentation, um, the 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 melody is all very depressing. It's yeah. very sad sounding. It's a it's a downer sounding ballad of a song, but lyrically it it has this this underlying optimism that so many of Tom Petty's songs had. And you know the 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 chorus is, you know, there's something good coming, there has to be there's something good coming for you and me. me yeah. And and that's you know, Tom Petty had all these great songs about, you know, the, even the losers get lucky sometime, you know, right. about all these, you know, the underdog, these guys that get kicked down and beat down, but he never, he never lost that hope. There was always, there was always an optimism yeah, to him. There's something good coming. Very, very good. And for, by the way, for those of you who don't recognize his number four or my number four that I'm about to name, 
um, do yourselves a favor. Look up these songs that we're mentioning if yeah. you've never heard them before. Because even if you know and love Tom Petty, who's had like a couple dozen great hits that everybody yeah. knows, there's so much more yes. to his library. Yes. And actually, now that I think of it, my number three is a little deeper than my number four. My number four is the aforementioned The Last DJ. Ah, yes. And I love that one because it, to me, it exemplifies the relationship that Tom Petty had with the people that do what you and I do for a living. Mm-hmm. He loved radio because he knew that radio helped make him. Yeah. Their their songwriting, their road work, yes, um, was a huge part of uh, crafting who the Heartbreakers were. But he credited radio with embracing the band from the very beginning. Yeah. And by the same token, he did the same with radio. So when he saw radio deteriorate like it's done in the last couple of decades, I don't don't think I'm surprising anybody by saying (laughs) that, um, he wrote this song in response. And from the first time I heard it, it it struck a chord with me. I love The Last DJ. Yeah, that whole whole album is fantastic. That was was on Echo? No, what was that on? The Last DJ. Oh, The Last DJ was the album? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was 2003, I believe. And yeah, that's and that's another one that I was I was because there's a lot of deep cuts on that album that have love will travel is is another one of my favorites. That's right. That was that album. Um, Okay, my number. What are we up to? Number three. Three. Another another deep cut, um, but just one of my all time favorites, and I'm so happy I've I've got to see him perform this one live twice. um, But it's off Wildflowers. Crawling back to you. Oh God! Such a gorgeous, oh gorgeous song. You're killing me. I'm looking at my list, thinking, "Man, I went with almost all hits, and you're just killing me with these killer well, the top, bees." The, the top two are hits, so don't, yeah, don't worry. That's gorgeous, um, man. But yeah, crawling back to you. Just, just a friggin' gorgeous song. Yeah. Uh, just, and that was wow. Ruben produced. Uh, yeah. Just, you know that. And this was right around the Johnny Cash time, wasn't it? Yeah. This was. Um, yeah. Wildflowers was ninety four. Yeah. And I think they um, the first album they did with Johnny Cash was American Recordings two, which yeah, I the second think one was ninety five or ninety six. So, yeah. so yeah, it, and that right and that in that was neighborhood because of Rick Rubin. Rick Rubin right, was because of Rick Rubin, the American Recordings. Right. He was producing Cash and Petty, so got yeah. them together. I, I I love the fact that Tom Petty's band was Johnny Cash's band. I know. How, and how they went cool on the road. I, and, God, that just kills me. And uh, and this is, you know, how great were the Heartbreakers? Not only were they Johnny Cash's backing band mm-hmm. in the mid-90s, 10 years earlier, when Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers toured with Bob Dylan, they yeah. the, Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers opened and then stayed on stage, and Dylan and came out, and they were his backing band. Yeah. I mean, that's how unre- unbelievably talented the Heartbreakers were. Yeah, as a band. and they never get enough credit. You always think yeah. of Tom Petty, yeah. you never think of the guys. Yeah. And there were guys that came in and out, but the the unified theory was always at work yeah. there. All right, my number three, and it's the it's the lyrics I posted on your Facebook wall. It's good to be king. Yes, one great. of my all time favorite Tom Petty songs. Yeah. The lyrics are beautiful. The story's great, and it's just got that slow, lazy shuffle yeah. that I was talking about. I was just talking to John Zimney in the newsroom this morning. It's ironic that a guy who's famous for that slow, lazy shuffle in his music. Took six hours to actually be dead after we first heard he was dead. <laughs> right. uh, but um, it's it's good to be king. Again, look this one up if you've never heard it. The video is weird, but move yeah. past that. It's such a beautiful song, mm-hmm. and it just tells a really great story. Yeah, I actually, I, I um, late last night or early this morning, um, I put together a little, uh, a meme 
of Tom Petty. Oh, did and, you? and I I used the lyrics. Um, the the world would swing if I were if king. I were king. Uh, can I help it if I dream from time Ooh, to time? time yeah, and great song. Yeah, yeah, great great lyrics, great song. All right, number two. All right, number two. Um, this is and this was really kind of his last big hit. And just, I, 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 it's, it's funny. I remember, um, I was in high school at the time when it came out and, um, you know, I was, I, I was already well known as, you know, as the Tom Petty guy right? and, you know, and, and it, it, I, I was a, st- a junior or senior in, in high school. So at, you know, at that time, grunge is still the big thing, you know, Tom yeah. Petty is already considered old music, you know, um, but when this song came out, I remember one of my buddies, we were in the car, and it came on, and I cranked it up. And he, this was a guy that would give me a hard time for being a Tom Petty fan. And he just stopped, and he said, you know what, man? That is just, that is a great, pure rock and roll song. And that stuck with me ever since, and it's You Wreck Me. Oh, yeah. I mean, just a jam. Just yeah. a flat out. And I've heard that song a million times. Every time I've seen him in concert, he's played it, and... Every time I sing along at the top of my lungs. I've always thought of that song as the song John Mellencamp wishes he'd written. <laughs> because it's got that same, that jangly, man, right. man, 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 yeah. man. It's just got that feel that Mellencamp always tried to hit with yeah. his big stadium stoppers. Right. And then Tom Petty said, oh yeah, hold my beer. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and did it five times better. I right. agree with you totally on You Wreck Me. That's a great song. Uh, and you went up tempo for two. I went down tempo for two. You were talking about him being kind of the hero of the downtrodden, the mm-hmm. the uh, the underdog. You don't know how it feels. Ah, uh, yes. Once again, off. Look at how many we've got off of Wildflowers. Yeah, I know it's which, a great album. Yeah, which will <laughs> which we'll, we'll, we'll be get talking you in about our, our second list. Uh, um, but uh, you don't know how it feels to me. Just and uh, it, it does the same thing that Subdivisions does for me as a Rush fan. It mm. talks about what it was like to be that guy in school that was awkward and a little antisocial, but it was out of anxiety, not out of rudeness or whatnot. It's just uh, uh, trying to find, you know, trying to come to terms with who you are. And it's just one of those songs that says, you know what? It's okay to be who you are. They don't get it, but you get it. And, you know, keep plugging away what you're doing. It's just one of those songs that just stays with you. And, and it was, it was a really a, a a change um, sonically for Tom Petty at Very that much time. So. It, it was, you know, I remember when the, the first time that came out, I was like, whoa, this is Tom Petty? Yeah. You know, because it was, it was, it didn't have that, the jangly guitars that we were used to. It didn't have, um, you know, that catchy up-tempo melody of, you know, Mary Jane's Last Dance or yeah. Refugee or anything like that. It, you know, it was a very different, you know, harmonica driven, mm-hmm. um, slow, slower tempo, but a great sing-along song. That bass drum pedal, yeah. you can almost yeah, hear it squeaking boom, like you do boom. on the old Zeppelin yeah. stuff. Yep. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Very cool. All right. All right, your number one Tom Petty song. Number one, um, and this and this is my favorite song of all time. Um, and again, it it plays into the the eternal optimism of of Tom Petty and the just the uplifting feeling that I get and I think a lot of people get listening to his music mm-hmm. um learning to fly. Oh, great, I I great just song. love that song and even more so than the studio version is the live acoustic version that he does. And if you have never heard it, go go online, mm-hmm. seek it out. There are tons of videos uh, of it. It's it's 
even more beautiful. And he does this, and and this was the I I've over the last several years started referring to Tom Petty concerts as my happy place. That was, <laughs> yeah. that was my happy place. You know, I would yep. get, I would get there and they'd come on stage and I'd be like, yep, this is, this is where I'm supposed to be. And it was always specifically in the moment when he's doing learning to fly. Yeah. Um, because towards the end of the song, he does this, this beautiful call and response with the crowd that I've never seen outside of maybe Cab Calloway. I have yeah. never seen another artist. I've heard better. it. I've, again, I've never seen him live, but I've heard that on the uh, the four disc live box set. Yes, yes, it's on the live anthology, and it's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it, well for starters, you can feel the goose pimples jump as soon as the opening chords yep. start, yep. and the crowd just loses it. Yeah, yeah, it's just it, yeah. yeah, learning to fly, just my all time favorite. My number one. Um, I cannot tell you how many times I've been in a bad mood, gotten in the car, and thrown this disc on and um, waited for these chords that open up running down a drain. Ah, yes. That song just takes any bad mood I've ever been in and just bitch slaps it. <laughs> um, running Down a Dream is the ultimate road song, in yes. my opinion. People talk about life as a highway or right. a highway star or whatever. Uh-uh. Running down a dream to me is the ultimate. I am moving down this road and just get the hell out of my way. Song. That's that's the proverbial uh, check the speedometer after yeah. that song is over because you yeah. might, might be going like thirty miles over. Exactly. Yeah, that's <laughs> a lot of. That's one of those songs where you look down and go, oh, yeah, yeah. That's how fast I'm going. Um, so yeah. All right. So there's our lists. And again, we could have we could have stuffed twenty more songs each oh, into easily. our list, but we'd be here long into your show today. <laughs> um, let's let's jump over to albums. Yeah, uh, you go ahead and and lead it uh, off. I'm going to start off with an unusual pick: Traveling Wilburys Volume One. Ooh, I know I didn't know we could we could do the Wilburys. I, I, I debated I debated about it, but I thought you know what? To me, that's it's a Tom Petty yeah. album just as it much ends. as it's an anybody else album. Yeah. Um, for Tom Petty, a guy who's known for just being a great guitarist and lyricist, to just say, well, I'll be the bass player. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just un- unassumedly take a role that he secretly really always enjoyed. He loved playing bass. Yes. He did uh, it in Mudcrutch. Did it in, in Mudcrutch, In yes. his pre-Heartbreakers band. Um, but um, for him to, uh, to do, to contribute what he did to that amazing album with so much great talent that we now have two-fifths of left. Yeah. The greatest super group of all time. I mean... It really, really was. Bob Dylan, Roy Orbison, George Harrison... Jeff Lynn. Jeff Lynn and, and Tom, Tom Petty. Petty. I mean, wow. Yeah. And I mentioned on Facebook, I want 24-hour watch on Dylan and, <laughs> Dylan and Lynn, Lynn now. Yeah. Because uh, that's that's not a reunion I'm in a, any kind of hurry to have happen. No. Uh, the Five Wilburys. But, um, yeah, the Traveling Wilburys album was just one of the best parts of the late 80s for me. Yeah. It was such a great project. And I was so happy that Tom Petty was part of it because he added a great part to the harmony and just the overall songwriting. You can tell right. he, he put his foot in that. It yeah. was amazing. And it, and it you know, really cemented his legacy too as yeah. i mean as because at that time he was still pretty young yeah and, he, he was the youngest guy there right and, and you he's know, playing with a beetle and bob dylan and, bob and, roy, and roy orbison, orbison. right right you know <laughs> I mean, and, come on and that was that was another like when i started digging into to um petty and i found out wow tom petty is really good friends with my favorite beetle yeah and holy cow they're in a group together i mean that you know <laughs> it just it, again cemented for me that wow this guy is really cool 
Yeah, very cool. All yeah. right, number five. Number five. It was this was really hard to narrow down, so I'm just going to throw out honorable mention to his self titled debut. Um, ah, all right, into the great wide open uh, and the last DJ, um, which all at various points in my life have rotated in and out of the of my top five. top five. I had the same um, problem with Rush, believe me. Uh, yeah, but I went with uh, Hard Promises. From, oh, good one from 1981. The waiting. Um, a woman in love, which they're yeah, a great oh, like man. Tom Petty, like the the slow buildup, and then just bam, bam, they just punch you in the yeah. face with with their rocking, and it works. It doesn't yes. it doesn't it doesn't detract from the song at all. No, it's part of the contour, and it works perfectly. Yeah. And it has a great duet with Stevie Nicks, um, "Insider." Yeah, not which, stop dragging my heart around, right, which is a great song. But yeah. yeah, "Insider," great ballad. So "Hard Promises" gets my number five. All right, my number four. Southern accents. Ah, yes. Um, big fan of the incredibly underrated title track, mm-hmm. and became an even bigger fan of it when Johnny Cash covered it on. I want to say the fourth, maybe the third. Yeah, I think four of his albums. Yeah. I think it was four. Um, I had never really. Yeah, I think you're right on four because he sounded a lot older on yes. it. Um, but I'd never really paid that close attention to the song Southern Accents until I heard Johnny Cash break it down like that. Kind yeah. of like the same thing I did with Hurt. Right. Um, and Cash then I went had back, that ability. Yeah. And then I went back and listened to that song and listened to Petty's version of it. And I'm like, God, this guy misses Florida so much. Yeah. He's the, he's the quintessential California guitar player. And he's he's still a he's still a Florida boy at yeah. heart, and there it is spelled yeah. out for us. Yeah, but the rest of the album is just amazing. Um, Spike is one of my my favorite yep. deep cuts off that one, yep. and um, another one of my favorite deep cuts that I I got to hear him do live. I think in two thousand and one, and it was one of those that I was like, holy cow! I was yeah. so excited. The best of everything. He did the, the best of everything yes, in yes. the show you were at. Oh yes. my god! And 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 that was one of those times where, and it happened every time I saw Tom Petty because he would always do like one or two really deep cuts. Wow! And everyone would start streaming to the bathrooms. I'm like, no, you idiot! This is <laughs> this is the best part. Oh my god! That's like going to see Rush and they're doing. I think I'm going bald. Oh, god, right. That's no, a great one. Number four for me, mm-hmm. um, and this has really cemented itself the last few years. Um, and I and I you know I think now will certainly go down as his last truly great album, Mojo. Yeah, Mojo Mojo's is just, strong, man. Just front to back, just great stuff. As as I mentioned earlier, you know something good coming. Um, I should have known it again. Another a, one of those great pissed off Tom Petty hard rocking songs. Just where and that's another great one where he does it live. He he's pointing out his little bony finger. Yeah. During during the, the chorus, it's the last thing you heard about me, and he's just jabbing yeah. his finger. I mean, nobody did defiant, pissed off rock better than Tom Petty. That is very very true. Um, I'm going late '70s for my uh, third one, and uh, it was almost it was so close to being Hard Promises, but it's Damn the Torpedoes. That yep. Um, I. Uh, and I, I can't even really point. I mean, obviously, you've got Refugee. You've got Here's, Here Goes My Girl, the two of them opening it up. You've got the new version of Don't Do Me Like That to open up side two. Right. Um, and I can't even point specifically at any other deep cuts. I mean, even The Losers was on there, too, the I losers, think. The uh, Losers. Yeah, Shadow of a Doubt is a great one. Shadow of a Doubt. There's a yeah. good one. Um, Century City I liked. Yes. Um, I mean, really, there's not a bad. It's, and yeah. it's, it's it, Jimmy Iovine produced. 
Yeah. It was Tom Petty's third album overall. So that coupled with Iovine producing Born to Run, which was Springsteen's third album, got Iovine this reputation as he's the guy to go to for your third album because that's yeah. going to that's going to, you know, be your end up being your breakthrough, which is what Damn the Torpedoes was for yeah. Petty. And and it's just a great nine track, 36 minutes in length, just a nice tight pure rock and roll. What album. was the and I'm trying to remember, I'm showing my age, um, the last song, it's like another Southern... Louisiana Rain. Louisiana Rain. Yes. Yeah. Great song. Yep. I mean, to me, it's, it, it opens strong, it ends strong. Yeah. What more do you want out of an album from 1979 <laughs> right. when everyone else is listening to disco? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Um, Fantastic. Number three for me, uh, Full Moon Fever. Ah, Full Moon Fever, which I I know a lot of people rank that as number. I mean, really, I, for for my top three, and and they may end up being your top three as well. Just maybe very po- very strong possibility orders. Full um, Moon Fever is my number one. Okay, yeah, and and that's you know, and I and I and I know that's the case for for a lot of people, and I don't. Uh, just, no, there's you, no wrong answer here. Know, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, just I mean, that was that was like his. I think his crossover, you yeah. know, into like really mainstream pop at mm-hmm. that point. Um, but, I mean, you've got... Th- this is the album that most people think of, I think, when they think of Tom Petty. Yeah. You know, because you got Free Fall on I Won't Back Down, Running Down a Dream. You know, those are some of his biggest hits, some of his most signature tunes. Right. Um, but the deep cuts on there, Love is a Long Road. The, the, the first time I saw Tom Petty live... He opened with that song, and I'd never heard it before because that because at that point all I had was his greatest hits and Wildflowers. Those are the only two albums I had. Oh wow! And he opened with Love Is a Long Road, and I was like, "Whoa, what is this? <laughs> this song's awesome!" Um, but You're So Bad yeah. is 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 great on there. Um, all right for now, which um, my son loves that song because of the the little oh yeah, all right. He loves that part. He yeah. always he just sings along with That's that. That's great. Um, but yeah, Full Moon Fever. Produced by Jeff Lynn, um, and and again got that that classic late eighties to to early nineties the soaring harmonies the the Jeff Lynn stamp on the production qualities. So wasn't that the first album that was slated as just Tom Petty and yes. not Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, and yet. Most of the Heartbreakers were on the album anyway. All of, all of the Heartbreakers except for Stan Lynch. Yeah, everybody but Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> Lynch, the, the drummer, who so, was not getting along at all with the rest of the band. Right, and was about to be replaced by a series of really great guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, Full Moon Fever for me, it, for every reason you just mentioned, it's just, it's the whole package. It's when he really became huge. It's basically his Metallica's Black album. Yeah. It's when he went from, I'm really good and you know who I am, to... I'm about to dominate your life for the next eight years. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah, absolutely fantastic album. Let's let's go back to you then for uh, or no wait. Oh, we that was, a, that yeah. was my number three. Yeah, my my number three was Damn the Torpedoes. So now my number two. Yes. Wildflowers. Yeah. Um, Wildflowers is just a an incredible, be- beautifully executed expression of an artist who is technically on the downslide of his career. Um, Full Moon Fever's in the uh, Full Moon Fever is what it is, but Wallflowers is almost everybody that I talk to that's a huge Tom Tom Petty fan. That's the album they discovered. Yeah, um, you know, at least of, of the younger generation. Right. This is the this is the album that spoke to them the most, yep. and you can't argue with the songwriting. 
it, it is, and, and and that's my number one. No, Damn the torpedoes is my number two, and and wildflowers is my number one. Um, it to me, it's his masterpiece. Yeah, I, I it, it, it's just you have great hardcore rockers like You Wreck Me and mm-hmm. Cabin Down Below and Honeybee. You have I love Honeybees. Gorgeous, sprawling, epic songs like "It's Good to Be King" and mm-hmm. "Wake Up Time," which closes the album with with the, this a full orchestra. You know who who would have thought putting a full orchestra behind Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers? Well, and again, yeah. this is technically a solo album, right? But solo in that Stanley, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's it, uh, it cracks me up that we came up with the same top three albums. <laughs> it's incredible I, wealth I, of. <laughs> Of material he's got, and we've got the same top three. I, I think that is again the order changes, but I think that is generally agreed upon as his top three yeah. as as Wildflowers, Damn the Torpedoes, and Full Moon Fever in in some order. Um, but yeah, it, you know, Wildflowers is just it just front to back. There is not a bad song on no. there, and it, you have the, uh, like Time to Move On. This is oh. one that I just love. Uh, again, crawling back to you, which we talked about, and don't fade on me. Another just great, simple, you know, soft melody, and and the title track is is great as well. Um, one last thing, and that, this is where we get into. Let me ask you a question, Brad King, about Tom Petty. Yes. Um, the uh, I have two recommendations that I always have for people, uh, especially now that he's gone, who want to know more about Tom Petty. Mm-hmm. One, get on Netflix and watch that four-hour documentary. Yes, yes, great. It's amazing. Yeah, title, it, running down a dream. It might take you four days to watch it. That's yeah. perfectly acceptable. Yeah. Take the time. Yes. It's an amazing story, and you'll be a huge fan by the time it's over. You'll for, you'll you'll be dis- rediscovering songs you forgot you loved <laughs> while you watch this. When I watched it, I was inspired to create like an hour-long remix of songs that I just mixed together, my mm-hmm. favorite Tom Petty songs. Because I was just so filled with petty <laughs> right. at that point. The other recommendation I have for everybody is whether you buy it in a store or get online or do whatever you need to do, check out the four-disc live anthology yes. that we were talking about. Yeah. Because it's not just petty music. It's a little bit of everything. He does he does a Jimmy Buffett song. He does a Grateful Dead song. Yeah, the Grateful Dead cover on there is great. Um, he does a, little, a friend of mine. Yeah, there's a little bit of everything on that for yeah. everyone. And it's just amazing stuff. Well, and, and me being the, the diehard I am, I would, I would recommend going even further and getting the expanded five-disc deluxe version. Ooh, I didn't even know that <laughs> which existed. Is, which is what I did. Because, um, yeah, it's that, that if, if you never got the chance to see Tom Petty uh, live, I, I, I truly, which I never did. Yeah, and I, I truly, I feel bad for you. Um, yeah, because, it was a bucket list for me that's off the list now. It, yeah, it was just it, there was no experience like it. But yeah, the the live anthology is a great. It's a great taste of that, um, and it, and it gives you a great indication of how talented they were as a band and. And how they could take songs like Learning to Fly or I Won't Back Down, and when they play them acoustic, just completely change them. Just completely change the meaning and the feeling behind the song. Yeah. And it's just, yeah, it's just a huge loss. Just a huge, huge loss. Plus a a great live version of that um, that song I mentioned earlier, It's Good to Be King, that I'm such a fan of. Yeah. Yeah, they were, yeah, that that song live, because I think the studio version is like six minutes. Yeah. Five, six minutes. Live, they would stretch it sometimes upwards of 15 12, minutes. Yeah. yeah. Mike Campbell <laughs> would just go off on these 
beautiful wandering uh, lead guitar solos. And on the surface, you're thinking, oh, God, serious noodling. No, it's not. It's <laughs> yeah. not noodling. It's just it's really well put together yeah. soloing. It's just beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh so yeah, Tom Petty, man, what what a what a talent. Um I like we said at the top, you know, you've never talked to somebody that saw him live and said it was a bad show. Yeah. I I I've rarely met someone that doesn't like Tom Petty. You know, Tom Petty was one of those Tom Petty was one of those guys. It's funny, a, friend, a buddy of mine and I were, we were just talking about this over the weekend at a tailgate party. And he said, you know, Tom Petty's one of those guys that like you could throw on his greatest hits at a party and everybody'd be cool with it. Yeah. Like, you, like you wouldn't, you know, you wouldn't have somebody go, Very man, true. turn this yeah, off. Yeah, exactly. Know? Or be like, oh, Tom Petty. Okay, yeah, we we can all agree on Tom Petty. Everybody kind of likes Tom Petty. Yeah, it's like Prince. Everybody kind of likes Prince. Right. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's very very true. All right. Well, um, in closing, what lies ahead, I have no way of knowing. But under my feet, baby, grass growing. It's time to move on. It's time to get going. Ladies and gentlemen, Tom Petty. Leave it at that. Thank you, Tommy Lee. Thank you, Brad King. And thank you, Tom Petty. This has been Item with Tommy Lee. Podcasts by Federated Media. Podcasts by Federated Media.